Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everybody. This is Geraldo Rivera reporting Roadkill, my political podcast, The View of a Moderate from the Middle of the Road. And from the middle of the road, I must say that I am filled with anger and frustration as I look at the suffering, the bleeding of Ukrainians, that embattled country fighting for its life in the face of a brutal invasion by Russia. There is a picture I urge you to see on the front page of today's New York Times. The picture has been taken by a reporter... Lindsay Adario. For the New York Times, it was taken in the village of Irpen, I-R-P-E-N, on the outskirts of Kiev, the capital of Ukraine. It shows a Ukrainian family killed in a mortar strike in an area where there are no military targets. Here's Roadkill. Roadkill with Geraldo Rivera. March the 7th. If you can get your hands on it uh, digitally, if you, if you don't subscribe, or if not, go to my Twitter, at Geraldo Rivera. There is a picture there that you must see. Just talking about it chokes me up. It is everything about this war in Ukraine that you ever wanted or did not want to know. There is a picture of a Ukrainian family that was hit by mortar fire as they attempted to flee into Kiev, the Ukrainian capital, from the village of Arpen. The picture shows the family of four there's actually this there's an adult man, an adult woman, and two children. They look to be about, I'd say, six, five, six years old. They are dead. They're lying on the sidewalk or just over the curb. And bent over them are four Ukrainian soldiers attempting to aid the family, but there's nothing that can be done. The family is dead. And it is unusual for the New York Times to put dead people, certainly not on the front page, but usually they don't show graphic photos. This one could almost be a statue. There's the adult male and the Ukrainian soldier bent over him with his Shoulder slung, is attempting to give aid and comfort. Looks like he's hit in the midsection. Next to him is a little girl in a lavender, one of those puffy quilt coats. And her head is tucked against the curb. 
the little boy huddled next to, I guess, his dad. You can't see his face. He looks like he's snuggling, looking for protection. He's got his knapsack on, his little fluorescent blue knapsack. On the other side of the little girl is another adult, probably the mom, trying to pull one of the rolly bags that we all have when we go to the airport. They're dead. They're all dead. Four of them dead. And what is, aside from the gut-wrenching aspect of this picture, it tells you everything. Everything you need to know about a brutal invasion by a monster. You know, those terms, monster, I mean, those kinds of pejorative, wildly descriptive pejoratives, monster. Does that even come close to Vladimir Putin, what he, what he has done in unleashing his armed forces on these people that he wants to enslave, colonize, strip of their nationhood. He failed in his initial military thrusts on this day 12. He failed 10, 11 days ago when he tried initially to penetrate into Ukraine, take the airport by Kiev, the capital. Thought it would be a couple of days, maybe, at most. Never expected the resistance. So instead of going after military targets with surgical precision, in his frustration, Putin ordered his military to go into Ukraine by any means necessary. And there you've seen the pictures. It, they are unavoidable. Even if you're trying to avoid the news, you can't. The bombing of obviously civilian targets, buildings being hit by cruise missiles, buildings with no, absolutely no strategic value at all, civilians being killed. But you know something? It's one thing to say, to speak the horror of civilians being killed. Men, mostly women and children, so many of them trying to evacuate. But it's one thing to talk those horrific actions being committed by the dictator Putin. It's another thing to see a picture like the picture on the front page of the New York Times right now. Did you, did you pull it up digitally? At Geraldo Rivera, just look at it. Outgunned, Ukraine fends off attacks. But when you look at the picture underneath that banner headline, and you see these two adults and these two little children with their little quilt coats on and their knapsack like they're going to school and they're dead. Their bodies hard up against the curb, dangling into the street, dead. It's one of the most powerful pictures I've ever seen.
it says so much. And you look at this, and you think of that despicable lowlife, Vladimir Putin, and what he has done for his ego, for his dreams of a 19th century Russia, Russian Empire, or 20th century Soviet Empire, reestablishing those totalitarian states so he could once more swagger across the world stage. But look what he did. Look what Vladimir Putin did. He can never, ever be allowed back into the family of nations. He has, by this murder committed in this picture, this was a murder of two little children and their parents, or one parent and another neighbor, I'm not sure what the relationship is, dead in the streets, killed by a mortar round in an area where there were no military targets whatsoever. He is a low life. And don't you think, don't you think that this deserves, stopping this deserves some sacrifice from us? We are still buying tens of millions of dollars a day of Russian oil. The mortar round, I mean in some cosmic sense, the mortar round that killed this family that lies in this street, these two little children with their back-to-school outfits on, We're paying for that mortar round. We're paying for it by buying Russian oil. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I have a million reports that we put together. I saw with my, my Twitter from Rob from, uh, from yesterday. A couple of thoughts about Ukraine. Number one, isn't it ironic that the leader's Jewishness, his uh, religious roots, is proven the most potent weapon against Vladimir Putin's absurd charge, absurd charge that Ukraine is filled with neo-Nazis or Ukraine is a neo-Nazi government that he's going uh, to liberate the people from. The people want uh, him out. They don't want Putin in Ukraine at all. Ukraine is a sovereign nation and it is fighting for its life right now and it deserves all of our support. And part of that support, by the way, 
is that we must stop buying Russian blood oil. It is blood oil. There is blood, the blood of innocent, freedom-loving people on the hands of anyone who buys that, that uh, rotten product. We have to absolutely reject it. Yes, it will be some sacrifice to the American consumers. We're already witnessing prices going up, much to uh, our dismay. Uh, but survey after survey has indicated that we are willing to endure hardship, some hardship, paying a few pennies more per gallon of gas to help the Ukrainians breathe free. Putin has monumentally, profoundly miscalculated. Russia has stuck its neck out. They've invaded a sovereign country. They never expected the United States and Europe to rally to the defense of Ukraine, to the uh, to the opposition to Russian aggression and imperialism, but we have. The free world has rallied around Ukraine. Let's continue that by adding to the sanctions the absolute embargo on Russian blood oil. No more Russian blood oil. No more Russian blood oil. If you are of the... If it is of interest to you, these dead children. I mean, I, I don't mean to put you on the spot. I know that it's of interest to everybody, and everybody's very busy. But if you have any communication with any elected anybody, let them know that this is not acceptable to you. That Republican or Democrat, particularly Democrats, particularly those who have any connection to the Biden administration, the United States must set the example right now. I understand Europe is reluctant. Europe is already sacrificed with the Nord Stream 2 pipeline from Russia to Germany, uh, now mothballed or abandoned. Russia is suffering more than we are. But from our point of view, even if we do it alone, even if it is only the United States, even if we only set the example among the 30 NATO nations, let us be that country. Let us. Don't you agree with me? Don't you agree with me? 216-578-1100, don't you? Do you, do, you want, do you want our tax dollars going to, well, it's not our tax dollars, our, our pennies at the pump going to Vladimir Putin? So it's a, you're pissed off enough that you're paying over $4 a gallon. But just think about paying some portion of that $4 a gallon going straight to Vladimir Putin so he could buy mortar rounds so he could kill his family. So he could kill these two little children and their parents as they attempt to flee. No military targets in the area. War criminal. We buy oil from war criminals. So Shell is already out of Russia. They're, pu they're pulling out. A BP, a bunch of other companies, Disney, Twitter, Netflix, MasterCard, Visa, FedEx, all out of Russia. Already out. Squeeze them. All right, let's go first to uh, Aaron Katursky giving an evaluation of day 12. 
A third round of talks between Ukraine and Russia follows two earlier rounds that produced no agreement to end the fighting that is now in its 12th day. The Kremlin announced conditions for ending the war, and they are unchanged. Ukraine must alter its constitution to renounce ambitions to join NATO or the European Union, must affirm Crimea is part of Russia, and recognize the independence of two breakaway regions in eastern Ukraine. Meet those demands, and Russia said the war could stop in a moment. The war could stop in a moment. One thing... Ukrainians think would accelerate. They're doing great. Aren't they doing great? Aren't you proud of them? Aren't you proud of them? Kiev is the Ukrainian Alamo. Except the Alamo fell and we don't want Kiev, the capital, to fall. But that's, that's the spirit. This will forge the Ukrainian nation. This will be, his, this is historic. Zelensky He doesn't want to ride out of the country. He wants ammunition. We'll never forget that. We'll never forget that. I don't want to ride. I want ammunition. That's what you want in a national leader. He's foundational. He's George Washington. I'll take some calls. I know that I, I have a tendency to get heavy-handed sometimes, but, you know, I feel this deeply. And, and when I picked up the paper this morning and I looked at these babies, the father of five I am, I just, it was too much. It's too, it's too, this cannot stand. In a civilized world, world this cannot stand. This is, a, this is a major country with the first or second largest military in the world declaring war on its neighbor, unprovoked, declaring war, a war of imperialism, and killing these little babies that should be in first grade, they should be in school, and they're dead instead, dead in the streets. I'll never forget, this is an image that will live indelibly. Okay, go right down the list. Uh, John and Chardon, what's on your mind, John? Thanks for calling. Yeah, hi, Haraldo. Uh Just, you know, uh, I, I'm... Very against uh, Russia and the way they're what they're doing right now, but ultimately the blame lies on the president Joe Biden, who you stick up for at every opportunity, and we are the ones stuck suffering. The American people are already paying four dollars a gallon for gas, and if we go ahead and I, I don't agree with the blood money uh, going to Russia. But open the Keystone pipeline, let the Agreed. market stabilize. This, this, uh, any, any blood is not on the American people's hand. It is on every uh, Joe Biden voter and, every, and Joe Biden himself and everybody in Joe Biden's administration. He needs to be held accountable at the midterms. He needs to be accountable in the 2024 elections. You need to stand up against him. You need to use your voice. Because it's very easy for you to sit there and say on your salary that the American people need to sacrifice a couple cents a gallon. It is not going to be a couple cents a gallon if we shut off Russian oil. First, open the Keystone Pipeline. Hold Biden accountable. Hold the Biden voters accountable. Got it, John. I think it was uh, well expressed, and I appreciate it. Uh, Doug in Norwalk. How are you seeing this? Yeah, this is, yeah, this is Doug Norwalk. 
Uh, yeah, what my what's going on? I don't see anybody mentioning this, but people don't realize history, especially the Europeans and people are nuts because uh, where do you think Russia's going to go next? They're not going to stop at this country. They're going to go right to Poland next. Poland's right above it. Right. They're going to be in there next going on and I that. But here's the thing about this: when uh, if you don't cut this off now, see, we can still the Europeans, and of course, we should help them out too, somewhat. The Europeans don't realize when you've got one little country, you go in and back that country the best you can while, you, while they're fighting. You don't let them do all the fighting, and pretty soon they come to you. Now who's going to help you? See what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't think that's happening. I think they really are, every day, massive amounts of uh, munitions and missiles and fuel and food is crossing from Poland mostly, but also Romania and uh, some of the other border countries or countries nearby. Uh, the Ukrainians are being... I would I would venture to say the outgunned Ukrainians with one tenth the military is getting more supplies and more replenishment than the Russians. The Russians have shown to be uh, incompetent in terms of their tactics, using World War II massed armor, going down a single street, leaving that 40 mile long convoy. If only the Ukrainians had more aircraft, but they're doing a hell of a job. Uh, holding up the Russian advance with their Javelin missiles and their Stinger missiles given to them by the West, by the United States. Uh, but, you know, they're up against a lot. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. And it's very, very difficult to fight off a, a, a superpower. Kathy in Strongsville, what do you think about Kathy? Thank you for calling. I really like what the first caller said. Um, we, we need to open up that pipeline. We need to hold the Biden administration accountable for what they've done. I'm not saying Trump. Well, may I ask you something, Kathy? Shouldn't we hold Putin avail, uh, responsible first? I mean, isn't you know he the isn't he the bad guy? He's the one that invaded the nation. It wasn't Biden with his uh, his kind of sophomoric, idealistic, uh, clean energy plan that he refused to budge on because of fears of uh, fractures within the Democratic ranks. But Putin is the devil. Well, that's true. But I'm looking at the uh, little demon at home. More than I'm looking at the devil. Okay, fair the- enough, Kathy. That's fair enough. I, I, I got you. And uh, I think that's, you know, it is clear to me that uh, that Joe Biden is not making any friends with uh, with this policy on either side of the aisle. On either side of the aisle. In Medina, Gary's on the line. Hey, Gary, thank you for calling. Well, it, 
it's Jerry, but I'll let it go. Okay. Hey, um, so bravo to you right away. Um, you are playing your part well as the propaganda media is concerned. If you think about all of this together, you think about the Bidens lining their pockets with the billions of dollars from the Ukrainian government, then having a huge hand in getting that regime removed. And all of a sudden, you know, we're not oil or uh, energy independent anymore. We're buying all this oil from Russia, and now we have this huge conflict. But you go ahead and keep talking about this big old war, you know, and, and act like it's not been planned by these governments. And at the end of it, there'll be billionaires and millionaires all over the place. And you act like we have something to do with it, like we can, we can control Russia. It's all corrupt. It's all a bunch of BS, and you play into it. And I don't know if you do it intentionally or if your IQ level is, is low enough where you <laughs> What happened to Gary? I, I was losing patience with that one. I, I humbly apologize. I let him go. Oh, I, I tried to let him go, but you know, right talking to down to you was just, a, was just getting on my nerves there a little bit. I apologize. Oh, well, thanks for watching my back. Uh, speaking of that, I, I love the fact that the calls are flooding in, and I, I, I promise that I, we will get to as many of you as as physically possible. Uh, President Zelensky of Ukraine calling on the world in anger and frustration and desperation, calling on the world to help the embattled Ukraine they cannot understand how the world allows civilians to be slaughtered at the same time we are buying oil from the nation doing the slaughtering. really is very, uh, very pathetic. So, Rob, have you seen this picture I've been talking about on the front page of the Times? Yeah, I'm actually looking at it right now. Um, you know, just you know, having to go through your Twitter this morning and, and you know, pull the videos and stuff like that. You couldn't just help but stop in your tracks looking at what used to be a you know Ukrainian family that was trying to get out and trying to just live their lives, and all of a sudden now you know we got Vlad Putin who needs his ego stroked uh, for whatever reason. Those guys needed to die because dead. of it, and they are dead. Yeah. All right, so uh, I think that we should take callers for the rest of the uh, rest of the show. Let, let me, before I do, wait, I'm going to get to you right in a second. Run a, a, a Griff Jenkins piece on uh, Secretary of State Blinken. Secretary Blinken is in Lithuania this morning. He was greeted by Lithuania's president, who is stressing the urgency of the situation and calling for even more NATO forces in his Baltic state. This after Blinken signaled NATO ally Poland will send Russian-made MiG fighter jets to Ukraine, which could possibly be backfilled with U.S. jets. The move is getting bipartisan support here at home, but there are fears the move could draw NATO into the conflict as Russia warns any involvement will be seen as an act of war. Okay, putting aside that last issue, that, that the jet deal could be seen as an act of war by Putin. Let me just quickly explain the jet deal, and then I can move on to your calls. So Poland, which used to be part of the Soviet bloc, uh, they got a lot of military equipment from the Russians, from the Soviets. Uh, one of the things they got were the MiG fighters, the fabled MiG fighters, Russian MiG fighters. So Ukrainians don't know how to fly our jets, the F-16 or the F-15 or the F-22, the F-35. They're, uh, they're way too technologically advanced. You need intense training, which they do not have, the Ukrainians. But they do know how to fly the Russian-made MiGs, 
that are in the Air Force of Poland and the other former uh, East Bloc countries. So the deal is that Poland will give Ukraine its MiG fighters and we will give Poland our F-16s, which they've been training to fly. So it's a, it's, a, it's a nifty little way for us to get aircraft to Ukraine because their biggest complaint is the, uh, the fact that Russia has air superiority, not supremacy, but superiority, and they are bombing civilian targets with their Russian planes. So they want to give the MiG fighters to Ukraine so Ukraine could fight the Russians in the air. So it's, I think it's a neat way, the, but the downside is if Putin sees that as our direct participation in the war itself. I mean, we don't want World War III. It's one thing we uh, absolutely do not want. Okay, now it's, uh, it's all to you. Uh, east On the east side, Sam is on the line. Sam, thank you for calling 216-578-1100. What's on your mind? Yeah, good morning, Harold. Thanks for taking the call. I, I think we need to... Uh as part of this discussion, talk about uh, the role that at least some of the significant characters on Fox uh, have played in it. Okay. Um, okay. Obviously, obviously fair. tougher. Is the number one guy. I mean, if you go to Russia today, as I understand it, all the private news services have been shut down now. The only thing available are state-controlled news outlets, RT being an example. They play on a regular basis, I've been told. They play snippets from Fox to support the the uh, state position, the Russian position, that they're doling out to their um, to their uh, citizens. And in fact, if you believe the New York Times, they had an interesting article that relatives in Ukraine call their cousins, let's say, in Russia. And the Russians can't believe What's go, what the Ukrainians are saying, because the Russian news controls uh, their uh, perception of what's happening. And, and that's a, it's a, a big, um, you know, we talk about moral issues. That's a huge one. I, I, Sam, I, think, I, got, I got you. I appreciate, I appreciate the call. Uh, let, me, let me just say this. I have no control over what anyone on cable news is saying about this or any other story. All I can control is what I say. And I can also hasten to add that Fox News has never told me what to say. I am free to say whatever it is that I feel, that I believe. As long as there's a factual basis for it, I have absolute freedom of speech. As Sam correctly points out, Russia has no such freedom. They can only now hear from one side of the story, their own. And they're playing, obviously, uh, and any report they could cull from the worldwide media that is even vaguely supportive of their position. I disagree with those who think that there is any justification for Putin's invasion of Ukraine. Uh, you know, the expansion of NATO and the European Union and so forth, blah, blah, blah. Putin has been planning this for decades. In Bedford, Barbara's online. Hi, Barb. Thank you for calling. Hey, th uh, thank you for taking my call. And I just want to say I, I agree with you. Putin has been planning this for a long time. He was just waiting for President Faceplant to be in office in order to, you know, carry it out. <laughs> right. Okay. I mean, I, I, I'm sorry to say it, but he did run on the fact that he was going to be the adult 
but apparently he forgot the line of saying he was going to be the adult on hallucinogenics because that's what we have here. I mean, it's just it's awful. That Barb, can I ask you a question? Would you sure. be willing to pay more? Say, say, uh, what did you pay for gas last time you bought gas? Do you remember? I bought four four fifteen for gas. Four fifteen. So I, is that regular? No, that's premium. Premium. Okay, four fifteen for premium. Would you be willing to pay, say, four twenty five if we boycotted Russian oil? I I would pay that, but all we have to do is release the fracking, and we would be back to two dollar oil. I mean, gas. Because I mean, day one, what did he do? He reversed everything. Trump. Oh, I agree. I agree. He did what he I did mean, was, was so wrong. precipitous and and so oh, uh, un, know, unplanned. Spiteful. It was really silly. Yeah. I mean, it was silly to do that. And now now we're trying to say, hey, we can all go green. You know what? When that technology becomes available and is viable, I'm all for it. But it is not viable right now. We cannot drive an electric car across the country. So we need to have gas. I agree with you, Barb. Uh, your, yes. your position and my position are exactly the same, Barb, and I appreciate the call. Uh, Geraldo, uh, real quick, yes. and I've heard a couple callers bring this up, uh, calling for the Keystone Pipeline to get opened up. It's still under construction. If they wanted to get this thing greenlit, it's not going to show up in the pumps uh, you know, at the end of next week, even at the end of next month. That is not a quick fix that all the Americans but, are looking but for. But the end of next month is, even if it's the end of next month, because I know yeah. there's a pipeline in West Virginia, I heard Senator Manchin talking about that it's ready to go, it's just turned off. But let's say it is the end of the month. So what? It's the end of the month. If that's as fast as we can do it, then we'll suffer for okay. three weeks, well, four weeks, and then we'll have our own energy online. We'll, we, are the, we have the biggest potential capacity. I've, I'm told that we have more than twice as much as Saudi Arabia and Venezuela put together. I mean, I don't, I don't know, but it just seems to me that you got to start someplace. Oh yeah, and I agree with you on that one for sure. You know, but uh, just to the callers, to everybody out there, if they're looking for that quick fix to make this thing fine by the end of business, you know, on Friday, that's not there. And no, the, the, but we have to start. Are, we have yeah. to start someplace. Oh, yeah. I think that's a good place to start. Uh, Anthony, I don't know where you are in Ohio, but I know you're in Ohio. What's on your mind? Sixteen-year uh, veteran. I Thank you for your service, your brother. That's no problem. I spent 16 years checking your right. And voice your opinion. I'd like 16 minutes to express mine. Take it away. Is that fair? Take it away. Okay, first of all, if you want to deal with a terrible man, you must be a terrible man. If you want to deal with Putin, you must deal with Putin. You must stop buying his oil. He is having trouble defeating Ukraine. He does not have the capabilities to defeat NATO in his current state. He would not attack NATO. We do not need to put tanks on the ground. I would, but we don't need to. We just need to do air support and call his bluff. He's been bluffing. Next, we must get energy independent. In order for this country to succeed, we must produce our own oil and not rely on others. As long as we're relying on others to produce oil, we have become weak. Next. I will be willing, if somebody can find me a way to put my boots on the ground over there and train Ukrainians. And that's all I got to say. All right. Well, well said. And uh, where where did you serve those 16 years? Maybe our paths crossed. Uh, United States Army Four Combat Deployments, OIF-4 was my last one. Operation Desert Storm was my first one, two times in the Balkans. All right. Thank you again. I appreciate you, brother. Uh, uh, that's uh, John in Streetsboro. John, what's up? Yeah, Geraldo. 
All the nuclear weapons are pointed at the United States, not the 140 countries standing behind us. Are you willing to give up your family's lives for Ukraine? Oh, what a good question. I, I, I think, first of all, that uh, once there is an, an, a nuclear exchange, they call it MAD, the doctrine MAD, Mutual Assured Destruction, because we have thousands of missiles, as they do, uh, and it's, uh, you know, every capital city on Earth is probably targeted by somebody, if not us, but the Chinese. Who knows what uh, uh, the uh, the Russians have at, at their their beck and call, but I, nobody, mutual assured destruction, n- nuclear war, when Putin mentioned that, that was probably the scariest moment of this whole saga. When he mentioned, and by the way, don't forget Russia is a premier nuclear power, you start thinking about, oh my God, there's Russia, there's China, there's North Korea, not to mention Pakistan, who knows what Iran's got going. It's a scary scene. You don't want nuclear war. You don't want World War III. That's why for all the bravado about air cover and so forth, we don't want World War III. But the lend-lease idea, lending Ukraine these, these old MiGs, these MiG fighter jets, it's a great idea. Let's get them across the border. I mentioned on the five last week. In World War II, Franklin Roosevelt in 1940, did not want to be to drag America into World War II. It was being inexorably dragged anyway. But he wanted to resist provoking the Germans. But he wanted to give aircraft to Great Britain to protect itself against the German aircraft coming in in the Battle of Britain. So what they did is they flew the aircraft to the Canadian border, the American planes, flew them to the American border, used horse and and horse rig pulled horse pulled rigs to drag the aircraft across the Canadian border where Canadian pilots could get in them and fly them away so they went through all that 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 charade because they didn't want to provoke the Germans in a way we're doing the same thing we're giving our jets to Poland if Poland gives its old jets to Ukraine it's kind of the same thing as the lend-lease program but at least we're getting involved in some way Tom, thank you for holding on in Cleveland Heights. What's on your mind? Hey, Geraldo. I just got a question. So the U.S. ambassador to the U.N. said last week that any attack on civilians is a war crime. I live in Cleveland. I saw the same image you did of the family of dead in the street. But that's a rather scary proposition because now you've made or have you made all of us war, war criminals. I mean, if you think back to World War II, with B-17 crews carpet bombing uh, Berlin or firebombing Dresden or dropping two nuclear weapons on Japan or the B-52s during um, Vietnam that bombed Hanoi or the Israelis who hit residential buildings that are being used by terrorists or how about the Afghani kids that were killed last August by a screwed-up drone strike. Listen, man, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. War is hell. War is hell. Yeah. But you know what you've never had before? 
and I've covered, remember, I did 11 assignments, Afghanistan, 11 assignments in Iraq. I've, I've been in and out of the Mideast since 1972, dozens of times, Lebanon, Central America, Philippines, South America. I, I, I get it. Civilians die in war. What is different in part is that in this case, and just think about it yourselves, ladies and gentlemen. Have you ever seen up close and personally war unfolding in real time where a mortar explodes and then later that day it's on the front page of the New York Times? Or sometimes if you're watching the news channels, sometimes you see the mortar explode in real time. We're the, and social media is flooded with images out of Ukraine. We cannot, in, in all of the areas the caller mentioned quite accurately and pointedly and very effectively, we've never had a fight, a war, covered by social media and TikTok and Twitter and uh, aside from the news channels and aside from the fact that everybody's got a cell phone now, everybody, everybody is a reporter now. We're seeing what they are doing. It cannot be hidden. We cannot pretend that we don't know what's going on. We cannot avert our eyes and pretend that it's not going on. It is going on. It's horrible. We are doing a great job as a nation in supplying Ukraine Ukraine is doing a far better job than us or anybody else is fighting for its life in a way that we will remember forever. We'll help as much as we can shy of igniting World War III. Last of all, let me restate my absolute admiration for companies like FedEx, Visa, MasterCard, Netflix, Twitter, Disney, Shell, all the other oil companies, most of the banks most of the energy companies now that are embargoing voluntarily any trade with Russia to punish Russia, to cut off Russia as punishment and as an incentive to retreat. Punishment for their invasion of Ukraine as an incentive for them to turn around and go home. I'm Geraldo Rivera reporting Roadkill. Roadkill with Geraldo Rivera. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.